It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. Gordon titled this episode, if you're watching this live or got it archived, you can see the title, The Final Slow News Day Podcast. And the description says, Gordon and Kevin chat about track and field one last time before the 2023 season truly kicks off. One last time. Where was the, in fact, in factual, incorrect <laughs> statement. Where was the lie? There's no lie. Slow news day? It is a very slow news day. It is slow-ish, but talking about it one last time before the season kicks off, we're going to talk about it a bunch of times. Basically, I'm trying to prepare our listeners and yeah. our viewers that this is going to be a bad podcast. No, it's not a bad podcast. It's a podcast. you got to work a little harder on this podcast. You know, sometimes you go out. You have an easy run written down or an easy workout scheduled, right? Yeah. And that five miles easy is, is a little tougher. And then sometimes the miles breeze by. This might be a little bit more challenging, but we'll get the miles in. Yeah. It's just like, I need actual real people running. I'm none of this like announcing of who's running a race four months from now, three months from now. Gotcha. Okay. I don't need a lot of random Instagram posts or <laughs> did you see Carson Warholm jump? Like, dude, you are I'm just crapping on all of my segment ideas. I know for 2023, but like, nothing has happened. No one's. I mean, there's been a couple of races. We're going to talk about them. Yeah, and then we're going to realize this is our A block. This is our B block. It's. I do agree with you. You can only do so many announcement stories before they start to get a little stale. You need some actual results. Like it's weird how like Milrose they are milking their announcements. They're doing a they good job announcing every individual athlete yeah. one by one by one. Yeah, Oliver Horn. Yeah, in the race. Did you hear? That? He's, yeah. he's a miler. Yeah. He's based in the U.S. and yeah. he's running at Milrose Mile. I love it. Shocker. Hey, they're trying to get on the show and they're succeeding because yeah. they're pumping out the press releases. Okay, how about this one though? 
Lamont Marcel Jacobs, Olympic gold medalist, running in Leven. Does that do anything for you? I mean, he's the Olympic champion. Yeah. So sure. World indoor champion. Let's talk about it. Will he run 60 meters in Levin? I guess he will because he's on the start list. Well. What do we add to that conversation? Though? Here's what I'm going to add to it. I'll add to this. Is it a sign he's healthy and back? Could be. He has scratched before. Yeah. So let's not pretend like this is a guarantee. He's also run this same race two years in a row. So I think we're going to get a pretty good benchmark early on of Lamont Marcel Jacobs and just how good is he going to be in 2023 because he is the Olympic champion. Everybody's thinking Defending the U.S. indoor champion. Everybody's thinking the U.S. can do another sweep in the 100. If he's healthy, he represents the best threat of the rest of the world to disrupt that sweep. Would you agree with that? No, I think the Jamaican kid does. Oblique Seville? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Seville, I would throw DeGrasse in there just because I'm never nah, going nah. to say he's out of the mix. Maybe Akeem Blake would be in there. Maybe Ferdinand Omanyala. But, but I think Jacobs is number one. He'd be the number one threat to break up the U.S. sweep. Okay, so at this meet in Levin last year, Jacobs ran 6.50. Yep. So that's good. Over or under, does he run faster or slower? I think he's going to go faster. You think he runs 6.4 yeah. at Levin? Because he's going to run before this, too. This won't be his opener. He already announced one in Poland earlier on in, in the indoor season. In general, the event is just stacked. It's going to be a great meet overall. So I'm excited about checking this one out. What did he run it in 2021? What was his time in 2021 when he came to the same meet? I want to say he was in the 6'4s in that race. This meet, 654. Okay, sorry, 654. And then he ended the year with six, four. a 6'4. I mean, I think he's healthy because, I mean, I forgot about this. But I didn't realize that he ran at Europeans. I forgot about that. And he won after the season. He ran 995. Yeah, but there was no guarantee because he was, he was healthy last indoor season, right? Yeah. And then he became unhealthy by the time World Championships rolled around and ran one round and that was it. So it's more about the consistency that I'm, that I'm curious about with Jacobs. Kevin? Yeah. I'm just coming to this realization, what, four months too late five months i wish i would have had this take but you look at jacob's results he runs 1004 in the heats at worlds mm. and scratches because of injury and then a month later he runs 10 flat and 995 maybe he was just in 99 shape this entire time and he knew 99 shape ain't gonna cut it against curly bracy Coleman, Rommel. And so maybe it was a business decision to scratch uh, at Worlds. worlds. No, this, and it wasn't an injury decision. No, that doesn't make any sense. You saw him. We saw him in person. He didn't look right. Something didn't look right in that race. I know, but he did go. I mean, the 10.04, and then a month later, that around was, 9.95. That was a tough looking 10.04. And then in Euro, Euros, he looked a lot smoother. Also, 9-9, I mean, that final didn't end up being that fast. 9-9 wasn't that far away. I get it with Curly running as fast as he did in the, in the first round. You, everybody probably thought the winning time was going to be a lot faster, including you, because you thought it would be a world record. You're wrong. But it didn't end up being that quick. So yeah. I, I want to see more people enter the ring. I, a U.S. sweep the whole year, like talk of like a U.S. sweep of the whole year, and that being the only storyline, 
for the men's hundred. We've already done that. Okay, I want something new. I'm going to full circle here now. I'm calling that I think his injury wasn't as that wasn't that big. His more he just wasn't as sharp, which is why he scratched. And because it wasn't a real injury, it was just a lack of sharpness. He's actually going to be really good in 2023. When was the last time he ran? And therefore, it's, he's not going to be coming off a hard injury. He's going to be coming off of just not being sharp, which means he's going to dominate indoors and he's going to be running nine eights outdoors. When was the last time he ran before Worlds last year? What was his last race? He ran a 10-12. In what month? June. June. And in then, month, like, yeah, three he prior. ran a couple races, low-key yeah. races in Italy, right? Yeah. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. But then he got healthy, and then he got injured again. So it's not, it's not a sure thing, right? He's had injury issues before. I think he's going to be good this year. Jordan says, no U.S. sweep. Last year was just a perfect storm. Seville on the come-up. Jacob's injured. DeGrasse injured. The U.S. is going to have four in there. I'm going all in on Oblique Seville Silver. You can't, no, you cannot take the oblique, oblique Seville pick. Why can't I? Because you have Blake, Akeem Blake. No, I, I have Oblique I have Blake Seville. in 2022. I signed Seville to a- Multi-year contract? Exactly, Well, yes. I didn't get that memo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't jump on to Nobody this, told me this. The Seville bandwagon is full. No, I'm- I, I'm already occupying it. Okay, if you want to get on, then you're going to sit like behind me. Like I'm in the captain's chair at oh. this point. Yeah, and I charge- to get on no uh, prices go up my prediction is a bleak seville is going to have a johan blake breakout season a johan blake breakout season and win the silver medal mm-hmm. no i don't think you're allowed to do this i'm allowed to do this there this, are no rules this would be like me saying emmanuel i've believed in emmanuel career the whole time and i think he's gonna get the world no, record be like this year saying like abby steiner i, I think that she's gonna be yeah like, have a, a breakout run. well i didn't go crazy with the grant fisher pick i'll let you have that on the show you don't get like proprietary like signature on people that you believe in <laughs> Greg, gregory says colt you can mute gordon we don't have colt today we got nico producing but uh no we're not gonna mute gordon today right next story you ready Ble- for the next story <laughs> silver that's what i'm going with all right i don't wanna, you should have made that one of your i guess that's not that bold it's not that bold but so you you don't think the u.s will sweep no this year okay I mean, I might change my mind. I mean, one in of my heat, in the heat of the moment, I'm gonna be like USA. But you know, one of my bold predictions was that uh, Lyles would sweep through the double one and two. So that's not. I guess if you combine our predictions, we have Lyles gold, Seville silver, a lot of upsets. Yeah. The whole new podium, and I have Kenny B, Kenny B gold in the two. Yeah, yeah. I was talking the hundred. Oh, talking hundred. Okay. Uh, other indoor stories. Jake Whiteman, I mean, I'm going to file this away on, we need to do a recurring segment of did this result matter? Uh, Jake Whiteman gets beat uh, indoors, running against Phil Sessman in a 3K. First of all, it's a 3K. Whiteman's more of an 8.15 guy. Also, this happened way, way early in the season. Exciting finish, but ultimately, this is one of those indoor results. There was only two, there's only been two interesting track races in January so far. This is one of them. We'll talk about the other one after this. But Whiteman took the lead and then fell apart and got beat by a marathoner. Yeah, and it's a 3K, and it's January. I mean, I'd love to say this means something. I'd love to say Jakob Ingebrigtsen is sitting at home saying, ah, it's all part of the plan. But I don't think it means anything. I think it means something. I do like how he went to the well yeah, in January and drove something. across the line. I think it means something. Yeah, he's not a 3K runner. That's what it means. But no one thought he was. He's not a 3K runner. They were running, what, 750 pace? 
If yeah. you are the world champion in the 1500, running a 750-ish 3K is not a like, whoa, I'm out of my element. Come on. Yeah. Guy, world-class athlete. You can run 750 pace and close. So I think we need to, we need to uh, do the ongoing segment of Gordon overreaction then. If you're saying this matters. I think it matters. I think we're going to look back to this moment and be like, this was the beginning of the end. Okay, really? I think. Are you saying that? I for think Jakob Ingerbritsen is sitting currently on his in his loft. Mm -hmm. Loft. He seems like a guy who has a loft, his right? Loft. Yeah. And Several he's just lofts. like tick tock, tick tick tick. Because I, I don't think it means if anything. This guy can kick down Waitman. What do you think, Jakob? Of course, in a three K, no one's picking Waitman to beat Jakob in a three K. It was a fifteen hundred. They, they beat weren't him. running seven thirty pace, bro. They were running seven fifty pace. That's yeah. not a hard 3k effort it still doesn't matter so it's if that was a 1500 January. would you be thinking differently it might it would matter one percent more but it's still okay. not gonna matter so then don't anything. use that argument you know it's just a 3k if you were even if it was a 1500 you would say the same thing so yeah you're using a doesn't matter here's the thing with whiteman look at his whole season last year he wasn't just a one race guy like he was having a good now it was still an upset yeah but he he put together great race after great race last year like he saw it he's consistent not going to pick him to beat Ingerbritsen again, but medal pick? Sure. I'll go with Jake Whiteman. All right. What's the other result you want hold to Hold on, hold on. Before we go to those, uh, I'm going to look up Jake Whiteman. What was Jake Whiteman's opener last year indoors? Let's do a year over year. Let me check this out. Interesting. 2022. He didn't even run indoors. So he's ahead of where he was? No, he did. He ran a 3K. When did he oh run? Oh, my God. Dang it. When did he run? He ran 7.50 and oh, got second. Gosh. He ran this exact race and got second. And the sky didn't fall down. What happened that year? Who do you lose to? What happened that year? I got to find out who he lost to. If he lost to Phil Sessman, then you need to leave the show at this point. <laughs> who did he lose to? Uh-oh. Gordon is looking up. British Milers Club this results. This hard to find. 2022 British Milers Club. Shelf Pearl Indoors. He ran... He ran seven fifth. This is this is killing my argument that the guy he lost to a guy named Osama Meslek. That was close. Lead City Athletic Club. Who is this guy? Let's see what this guy. We are Googling. I think I need to retract all of my doubt now. He was Italian. Okay. He's a personal best three thirty six guy, three fifty five miler. Did he run a marathon too? No, he hasn't run a marathon. So you know what? You're wrong. Jake Whiteman, if he wants to win a world title, <laughs> he, he has it. to lose a 3K in January yeah. by less than a second. And basically, well, he's he trying to repeat. Won yet. So if we do this, based on this information, yeah, we probably could correctly predict every race he's going to run because he's going to try to just mirror 2022. So that means Jake's next race. What did he run? What was his time? He, what? This year? Yeah, this year. What was it? Like 750-something? Why he got second. Was it slower or faster? It was slower. Okay. But here's the thing. Jake Whiteman's next indoor race last year, yeah. when he got fourth in a 3K at the New Balance Indoor Grand Prix. Well, so, he'll be going back to that, I'm sure, because he's a New Balance athlete. And he's going to get fourth. Well, it's not about fourth so much as No, he's going to get the exact same finish. I think the time is about Every race is going to be the exact mirror 754. of 2022 to 2023. Jordan says no over-distance indoor race in January matters. It's basically training and competition. Yes, that was my point. What was the other result? Hold on. Hold, one, one last thing. 
none of it matters, then why are no, we here? No, oh, listen to what Jordan said. No over-distance indoor race in January. That's a lot of qualifiers there, but that matches up exactly with what Jake Whiteman did. Sorry, Jake Whiteman. I shouldn't have been so harsh. I take it back. Yeah. I hope he got to the end of this segment. I just want him to so, race Jakob. Yeah. That's, that's what I want. Okay. All right. The other only interesting on the slow news day was something that Hold happened. On. Someone says it sounds like you're using auto-tune with all the echo. Is it echoing back there? I can't hear it, Nico. We had some echo issues last time, too. Okay. That's just Gordon's voice now. He's trying out a new thing for 2023. Yeah, he wants to be able to do a backflip, and he only is going to talk in auto-tune. Well, by the way, speaking of the backflip... How's it going? Parents found out about the backflip. Why? They are not happy. How'd they find out? Someone leaked it to them. They listened to the pod? Yeah, someone listened to the pod, told... That's not true. Family member. Can't possibly have that many pod listeners. How'd they really find out? No, you know, the, the per- remember the, the person that was in the chat? Oh! Leaked it. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, yeah. Gotcha. So I got, my parents are nervous. I'm going to hurt myself. Yeah. They I say you're 35. You should not be doing you need to, flips. You, you don't even know how to jump. They like called me out for not dunking. They're like, you can't even dunk. You really? Know, you can't even do a, you're That's not going to awesome. do a flip. Come That's on. Awesome. You need to do that one under supervision. Yeah, of, of course. Trained professionals. Of no, course. you need you need an actual coach. You need a flip coach. Yeah, flip coach. Because you need like things on your waist and a lot of pads. Yeah. Anyway, tell us about the other result that you were interested in on the slow news day, the final slow news day of twenty twenty. Last one. Last one. We're never gonna have another slow news nope. day. This is the last one. Uh, Hobbs Kessler ran a one k. That was pretty good, right? <laughs> I love how you're talking yourself into that. Yeah, it's pretty good. He ran 220. All right. He beat Charlie Grice. Sell good. me on this. Sell beat, me why this is an important he beat, result. He beat Charlie Grice, who's good. Okay. 221. Uh, ben Flanagan was 221. Uh, Morgan Beetlescum was in this race, and he's a great miler, and he was all the way back in six in yeah. 223. Eric Avila was in here. Mason Furlick, he has some mile speed. Um, but yeah, Hobbs Kessler is an interesting person. What are we going to get from him? How old is he now? I feel like. It's been years since he was high school. Like, at, is he 20? So 2021 was his high school year, right? Was he graduating in 2021? Yeah. So so he would have been a freshman last year? Yeah. So he was born in 2003, March 2003. So he's turning 20 in a couple months. So he's still 19. Okay. Yeah, he's born yeah, this in is 2003. The, this is the situation we always run into when someone goes pro early. You lose track of... How old they are you compare them to pros instead of collegians and that sometimes leads to inflated expectations so 2021 he runs 334 2022 he runs 336 and with you know new guys coming in and uh, you know hawker doing really well and yard yep. nagus doing his thing and john davis coming out of college and running well like yeah. the like idea that like hobbs kessler is like the next guy mm-hmm. like there's other He's guys. not the next guy. He has to become the guy first. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of waiting on that. Now, he still has a long runway ahead of him. Starting out well here, 220. It shows he's got, he's fit. But what do you think? Do you think this will be a year he actually not necessarily make top three at USA's, but when he's on the starting line, people will consider him yeah. a top three contender. Well, that's, that's the step, right? Yeah, to become a and contender. And not even a top three guy but just this guy's in the final and maybe he could he could make some noise here yeah right as opposed to oh he got in you know because yeah, last man in and, half and the people scored. who make the final aren't making any noise 
and we know that. Yeah. Most fifth generation finals, I could read six names. I'd be like, I will put ten thousand dollars. Yeah. A lot, of, well, a lot of them run their a lot of them run their final in the semis, yeah. and you're like, hey, you're probably just yeah. happy you're here. What was his? Read me last year's outdoor uh, performances. What was outdoor last year like for Kessler? Uh, for the fifteen hundred. Yeah. Uh, he got second in a race, and three, then he got ninth, 338. Then he got fifth, running 336. He got 11th, running 337. He got fifth, running 342. He got knocked out. And well, then, here's the thing. Yeah. He, got, he hasn't been winning races. Yeah. That's the, that was my, that's the point I was going to arrive at, which is when people talk about college versus going pro, the thing that they say that's good about the NCAA system is getting a ton of experience. Of winning races. Winning races. And if you're running a 1,500-meter race, the tactics that go into it. Now, he's part of that Nick Willis kind of group there. So no shortage of information in terms of how to win races yeah. and how to position yourself. But nothing substitutes the actual live action that you get, right? The conference championships and you have to run a bunch of races over a couple of days and you're trying to score points and you're going against really good people. You're, may, you're not going against the best people in the world, but you're going against really good competition yeah. just learning to win. But here's the other thing. The most obvious thing. In order for the tactics to matter, you got to be in the race. So you got to be fast enough. So that's the other part too. Can he be in shape enough to where he's 335 guy all the time and then have the tactical ability to make all the right decisions and have the experience necessary to you know, grab a top three spot or be a guy who makes noise? So there, there's two parts to this that I see. I guess I would like to see him make a leap in one of the two this year. And I think that would be good progress for him. But as you mentioned, it's not as if the men's 1500 right now in the United States is all old, right? Centro's a veteran. But then you mentioned Hawker. You got Tier in the mix. You got Nagoose. You talked about John Davis, who's been in college for a while, but he's not at the end of his career. He's at the beginning of his career as a pro. But there's plenty of people out there who are still early to mid-20s, um, and he's a couple years younger than them, but by no means is he a shoe-in to be the guy who re- replaces the old guard. There's not, a, there's not an old guard, is what I'm saying, Yeah, in the men's 15. I will say this. One under... I, I, mean, I don't even remember this performance, but Hobbs Kessler, we're talking about 1K. He ran 220 indoors. He did run 216 at Monaco. That was, the, that got, was last year. Yeah, Monaco. he got eighth in yeah. the race. And 216, like... Here are some of the names of people who've run 216 well, then in he the beat U.S. Some people in that race, right? Yeah. Well, like Steve Scott, mm-hmm. Josh Thompson, Nick Simmons, Bernard Lagat, run 216. Um, Bryce Hopper, Bryce Hoppel ran 255.99 in that race. So like 215, and and Clay Murphy ran 215 in that race as well. So yeah, there's so, some good names who are in that range. So. That's an elite company. Yeah, so Whiteman ran 213, A-Rob 214. That was Murphy, Kinyamal, Hopple, Thompson, Luke McCann, and then Kessler. So, yeah, that is, again, but I, I would just want to see one of the two things. Hey, tactically, like, are you making improvements? Or, you know, drop that PR, run a bunch of time trial races, so that way you're setting yourself up for 2024. I still think 2024, 2025 is going to be his best shot. This year, I still think... You're playing with house money. This year, it's get fifth. He's still 20. Yeah. Like, the expectations seem to be that this guy is still 20. Yeah. And that he would be a soft, sophomore in college, right? You said 2021 yeah. was his senior in high school. So this would be his 
finishing his sophomore year in college. Yeah. With most middle distance runners, we wouldn't say as a sophomore in college, this they you know, it's a disappointment if you don't make the team. No, it'd be like, whoa, they got fifth and fifteen hundred. That's that's pretty crazy. You know who's a junior in college, but oh, not anymore. A lot of people. That's a weird question. Me? No. <laughs> Cruz you? Culpepper, who oh. signed pro with NAZ Elite. Look at that transition I just threw down there. Yeah. Going from one teen sensation to another, Cruz Culpepper, not as um, Harold as what Hobbs Kessler obviously has done. Cruz Culpepper's four flat. Man, I do like I said, you know who's a junior in college, but not anymore. <laughs> Oh, that's well, he's not because he went pro. Yeah. At age 20, he's going to get coached by his dad, Alan Culpepper. Yeah. At NAZ Elite. Paige Stoner also going pro as well. Oh, not going pro. She's already been pro. She's just joining the team. But what are your thoughts on Cruz Culpepper, who, you know, he went to UW. Right. Got trained under Andy Powell. Yeah. Transferred sophomore year to Ole Miss. Right. Ryan Van Hoy. Ryan Van Hoy leaves Ole Miss. So. This will be another coaching change for him. If you include high school, it's four coaches in four years. Um, you like this move? Yeah, he kind of went under the radar. Yeah, for being you know obviously who his parents are yeah. and also how fast he ran in high school. And I wonder now he did run his four flat during the COVID year, so that's probably a, a big reason why. Too. Right, and also more people are running fast times. Yes, lots of people are running sub fours. So in one sense, there's more attention on these phenoms. Because of social media and everybody can see everybody's performance. But on the other side of things, there's a bit less just because the level of competition has gone up. So someone like him can can go to college and kind of blend in. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess the thing you'd want to see was just the stability with coaching and now being coached by his dad. You would think that would be the antidote to what's what's going on. I mean, PR, what, 357? Do I have that right? 341, 1500? That's what I'm seeing here. Yeah. But I mean, 357 is like the 50th, a lot of times like the 30th best time in, in NCAA. So, yeah. So people are now running 355 to 352. Again, so he's going to have to take a big leap. Still young, though. It's not like, like when people. When are you not young, according to you? I would say like college age, right? So it's like I would give him until he would at, be out of college. So 22, 23. I mean, Stetson Bennett just won the NCAA title for Georgia at 25. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> so. No, I just I think Connor Mance goes home des- uh, <laughs> decimated as the not doing the old I just, in school. I don't know. Like if I told you Cruz Culpepper this year is going to run three fifty three, would you be surprised? Yes, you would. Yes, from fifty seven to fifty three, I wouldn't. I mean, the talent he has, the talent obviously. It's when people. I'll be surprised if he breaks three fifty five. Really? Yeah, we'll see. I just again, he's had a bunch of different coaches, so we'll see. I don't, you know, training. With Hoka, I don't really have a feel yet of that group now that they've changed coaches. And yeah. Direction. Pitch donors there. She's obviously more established as a – she's already been a pro. Yeah, she, didn't she win USA? Yeah, ran, ran fast and ran fast the marathon. So um, that that is a – I mean, we'll see. Here's a question. If yep. Ryan Van Hoy doesn't leave Ole Miss, does Cruz Culpepper stay? Don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. That's a question we'll never really answer. Yeah, pitch donor won CIM. 226 and then um 12th in the 5k or sorry in the in the 10,000 at, at usa so i mean her future is in the in the marathon and naz elite's been really good in the marathon so that makes sense but yeah i guess there's just going back to culpepper and and 
Tesla to a certain extent. There's just so many people running times similar to that now. You don't really stand out. Yeah. Like in a way you would have, and you don't have all the attention, and you're not like there's a time, you know, 15, 20 years ago when someone running, you know, four flat in high school. I mean, it wasn't, yeah, well, Alan Webb was what, 01? So yeah, I guess post Alan Webb, is, it still was, it was a big deal yeah. then, right? There was still a long break. And then Verspeakus came along and it's like, oh, okay, like this person could be the, the up and coming superstar. Now, it's not though, let's not confuse that with the US at the top end. It's not the US is producing a ton of 332, 331 runners, right? We know that we've kind of been stuck in that same sort of spot in terms of time and, and depth, but there's just so many between, what would you say? 333 and 336. Yeah. Yeah. That there's a glut of Xenometer runners. So you got to like, you got to get into that range to even be in the mix because not everybody's going to have a bad day at USA's at the same time. And there's so many people within just a couple seconds of each other there. Over under making a final for Cruz Culpepper in 2023. Making a final? U.S. final. Top 12? I don't know. Honestly, I think like semis would be good. Right? Yeah. I agree. Uh, Thomas says all the U.S. 1500 meter runners better find a hot race early to mid-outdoor season with the standard being so fast. Or are they going to be doing the math? Are they going to be looking at world rankings? What, do you, yeah. what would your strategy be if you were a 1500 meter runner and you were in that time range of, eh, it might be a little bit of a reach to get the time standard. Like, would you still just press and press and press and try to go for it? Or would you be looking up all the races with the best points? Oh, look up the races with the best points. And just run a bunch of 340s? Yeah. And then I'll tell like the person who's about to, who's better than me, hey, how much is your appearance fee? $500? I'll give you $501 mm-hmm. if you scratch. Okay. Boom. And you're in. I'll have a budget. I'm not sure how much my budget would be, but I have like a $10,000 budget. I'll just put all my per diem into bribing athletes faster than me to drop out of random continental tour races. That's one way to do it. To increase my ranking. And then boom, I'm an Olympic champion. (laughs) You have to bribe them to get out of the Olympics too. Oh, you you don't think people... I think we talked about this. Like, How much money would an Olympic athlete accept to like sacrifice a year of... (laughs) Getting a medal, I think they would. I think cool. if you give, uh, if you think if you give an Olympian a million dollars, they'd be like, "Yeah, I don't need the medal. I'll, I'll try next year." Culpepper last year made the first round, got seventh. Okay, so I stand by. Make try to make a good goal, make the next round, right? Make the make make the semis. Um, he's I guess oh two, so that would mean he's one year older, older than, than Kessler. Kessler, which is weird to think about. All right. What's next in your slow news day show? Our uh, slow the news Boston show. Field is announced. The men's. The men. Yeah. Which I'm going to be honest. So we do, um, I like, cut, we, you cut the clips and I create thumbnails for the clips. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't paying attention. I put a male thumbnail on the women's Boston Marathon field announcement clip. Oh, did you fix it? No. I put women's in the title. I know. You need but, to go fix it. Oh, I just kept it. I was just like, let's just let's just zag a bit, you know? Like, oh, dude. You got so changed. then what I'm thinking about doing is... Today, put the women's on the men's. Put the women's on the men's, and then everyone's yeah. like, what's going on? And then they're clicking back and forth on each clip. It's like, do they know I, they did, did this? And then we increase our viewership. I think you're underestimating, or you're overestimating, excuse me, how much people care about 
the thumbnail? Yeah. So we already knew Kipchoge, Chibet. Uh, you got Gabriel Gay in there from Tanzania who ran 203 flat in Valencia. Uh, we talked about Benson Kiprutu. But this is this has all the stories in it. Yeah, Nico, if you scroll down uh, on that on that screen grab, you can see the, the full list uh, in the chart form. Right. So you have Kipchoge, who's in a class of itself. But then you have a group there that could all claim to be number two, who we're going to be watching. Then you have, I don't know, like I'm interested in Daniel Donasimento. Remember how fast he went out in New York City? Like, what's he going to do in Boston? Um, and then you go down to the American side, right? And you have Mance and you have Fobble. Um, do you think with Mance, I think this is fun because he already did the fast one, the faster course in Chicago. And now he's doing the, the tactical one, the championship style one. So we're going to get to find out early on which type of style suits him best. Do you have a, a lean in how, how you think he'll do in this? I think he's going to give Kipchoge a run for his money. <laughs> no, seriously, though. I mean, Conor Mance likes going to the lead. I would, how great would it be to see, like, Conor Mance? Like, oh, maybe. Kipchoge, look at him. Who is this, yeah. this kid? You know? I'm, my, people are doing that in cross-country season. I feel like my prediction, Chez was like, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. My prediction is Kipchoge is going to run sub-203 and break the course record but by accident. Like, he's not going to go out with the purpose of doing it. He's just going to be following the pack. And maybe they go out fast. Maybe they go out slow because it's Boston and it's unpredictable. But he's just going to be so good. But I want to talk about Mance, though. Okay. Tell me what you honestly think about Mance's chances. I part of me thinks I mean, he's flat and fast is better for him because he can he's such a, a grinder, right? Go to you know, hammer, 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 hammer. But then also having hills making it a little bit more challenging probably plays into his favor a little a little bit. I don't know. I don't I know think, what to think. I think Kipchoge's gonna ruin a lot of these number two guys' chances. Yeah. Because people are gonna get a little overconfident because of the way that race is going to play out and i think kipchoge is going to make a lot of people start kipchoge is going to cause a lot of these other 203 204 205 guys to burn out i think mm -hmm. the americans are not going to go with kipchoge they're just going to chill yeah and therefore i think mance will find a way to be like whoa mance is in eighth oh whoa another guy dropped out he's in seventh now and then all of a sudden we like mance gets fourth or fifth probably fifth but do you think long term are we in 10 years going to be talking about mance as the Better championship style marathoner or time trial style marathoner? It's gonna be championship. You think so? You're 208. You're not. No, his, no American his, is his first time, one. No American is gonna ever be a time trial runner until we start actually running 204s and 203s. Well, no, I didn't mean is he better relative to. I meant more like what's he comparative to himself? Like what, what's he better at? Is what I'm saying. You say compared to other Americans. Okay, that's a bet. Yes, that's a more succinct way to put yeah, it. Because yeah, because time trial against the rest of the world, is Americans not him, are yeah. coming in last. Well, no, they're coming in behind three or four countries and then a front of a lot of countries. And there's there's more than of a lot of people. There's more than three. Americans countries. look good when we, when we only let Kenya and Ethiopia bring three. Okay. We but, look all of a sudden like, whoa, that's not that bad. It's like, well, if they let everyone in, so if 50th. It was, if it was U.S. only, Rupp wouldn't have gotten 50. Uh, if it was U.S. only, would you say he'd better in championship or time trial? Still championship? Time trial, if it's U.S. only. <laughs> championship, if it involves the world. Okay. I'll allow that. Yeah. 
I mean, you all allow it. I mean, that's you like kind policing of a hedge. my my speech here. Well, you're the one who's all right, Elon. Calm down here, dude. <laughs> uh, we got a question. Can Noah allows break the 200 record again? American 200 meter record. That's out of left field. Well, we have nothing left. Why are you right? just reading random people's comments? We, have not, we ran through your entire slow news day. Right what now. did you contribute to the slow news day? No, that's why I said it was your slow news day show. Oh, Boston Marathon. I put that one on there. Men's field. I got to admit, you were when I saw Jacobs reaching for Lee Van, I was running for Lee Van. I was like, that's a reach. I was like, we're going there, huh? All right. It's well, fine. where did you think we were going to go? He, uh, it, that's a great question. It was it was slow, but do, you don't want to talk about whether or not Lyles can break the 200 American yes, record? Yes, I think he can. Okay. We've talked about that. Though. You think he's going to break the world record this year, but lose. I think he's going to be flirting with the world record this year. I'm not sure if he'll break it, but he'll flirt with it. Uh, you're and then he's going to lose. Another hedge. That's not, no, that's not hedging. I never said he was going to break the world run record. Run the tape I said back. I could see him breaking the world record. I could see it. I didn't predict it. I said I could see it. But then Kenny B gets him at But I am predicting Worlds. that Kenny B will beat him at world. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know. And then Lyle's if that be- if that happens, if those two things happen, I will leave the show. <laughs> Why? You'll be unbearable at that point. But it'll be. I think I'm just all in on. I'm just all in on the Kenny B beating No Lyle's. No Lyle's. All, the, all the all the other predictions. Here's what I'm very confident. I'm very confident that they will both make it to that start line. So you'll have a ticket to ride. Yeah, like you'll be there on whatever August 12th or whatever day it is. Later than that, I well, think. This is my moment. Hey, this is your moment. And you'll be like, I'm in the mix. I'm in the mix. He's there. He made it this whole way. So, As if you're picking like a, like, like a long shot Super Bowl team. Yeah. It's like, no, man. We we know a lot. We know who's going to be in the finals. I don't know. That would be a fun game to play. How many of the finalists can we predict right now in, in certain events? That'll be fun. And, and then, how like, close can see you get? how good we are. Yeah. Like, what's your finalist prediction success rate? What of any the most confident that you could get? Okay for eight, it. yeah, or whatever that highest number is percentage wise. You can do ten k too. Go to twenty five. Um, I'd probably be most confident women's two hundred. Mine would be men's four hurdles. Actually, yeah, that that's true. Like I know women's two hundred. I take back because it's gonna be hard to pick the three Americans. You know, it's gonna scratch. Yeah. Look, listen, here's who's going to be the men's four-meter hurdle final already. I know this. Benjamin, Dos Santos, Warholm, Bassett's going to be in there. That's half. Yeah, and then Mike McMaster will be in there. Maggie will probably be in there. I might get the whole thing right, actually, now that I think about this. Let's do it. I'll, go. I'll, I'll, I'll say Here this we for, go. Let's save this for Friday. No, Maybe. Friday is we're previewing an incredible weekend of track and field. Is that the title already? Yeah. <laughs> How incredible is it going to be? Oh, it's going to be spectacular. Let me tell you what's going down. At the Arkansas invite, at the Clemson invite, no, UW indoor preview. Don't spoil our Jimmy Carnes invite, don't VA spoil showcase, spoil Bob Eubanks Friday open. show, Houston hat. Didn't there ever be a Gordon Mack invite? There used to be a Gordon Mack invite. Should no, I start my own track? Should game? should there be? And how soon until it would just be one event? Because that's what you would want. <laughs> yeah. All right, men's four hurdles last year: Dos Santos, Benjamin Bassett, um, Tapio, Rosser, Hyde, Borholm, Maggie. Okay, so actually, McMaster didn't make it. Oh, he scratched out. I think he'll come back. Let's say he comes back. Tapio's good, so I'll put him in there. That's my eight: Dos Santos, Benjamin Bassett, Warholm, Maggie, Tapio, McMaster. 
I, I'm very confident. Quincy Trevor, Hall. I'm very confident Trevor Bassett's going to make it. Quincy Hall. Like he had a big year last year, but he'll he'll make that final. All right, let's check out. We're gonna do we're gonna do one little sleuth in the. Got final. another question here from the uh, chat. Ready? Yeah. From Adrian, will Brazier make a comeback? What do you think? Definition of comeback is like to one forty two. Let's just say, does he make the team? He hasn't run since. When's the last time he's run? USA's wasn't it? Does he make a comeback? I mean, I'm a big Brazier guy, so I don't like. I don't want to predict. No. It just seems not as fun. Yeah. I think so. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think because of the way the 800 is, I think it's possible for him to be be back, 100. percent If now, if it was like a different event, yeah, I was like, this is an incredible event, like the 200. Yeah, like a person who's injured trying to get back into the 200, I would say no. But being injured trying to get back in the 800, I think there's a, I think there's a path. So yes. Yeah, if it. If he doesn't come back, like make a uh, like big picture doesn't make a comeback. I'm not even saying come back to running American records and winning gold medals. I'm just saying can he come back to being a guy who's a medal threat? That would be really that would suck if like we haven't seen like if we yeah. saw the last of it because that just how old is he? He was so good. He was so good. He was born in '97, like 26 or so. Um. I mean, do you remember? 25. Do you remember when he ran the in 2020 when he ran that 335 and he looked like he was jogging in the yeah, 1500, dude? We were like eight and 15, eight and 15. Like this is gonna happen. This is gonna be the guy. Like we're gonna see it. That's incredible. Like 335 is no joke, and he ran it looking like super smooth. Uh, then get you know doesn't make the you know gets hurt 2021 doesn't make the team. He was right there, um, and then looks like okay 2022 he's back. Was doing the 400 stuff. Remember that? Remember the 400 stuff? In 2022, made the team in the in the quarter um, for for Worlds, but didn't run it, and then wanted to run the the four by four instead, and then ran that one Doha race where he ran 150, and then you're like, uh oh, I don't know what's going on, and then banged up again. I don't. It just you don't want to see anybody's career cut short, obviously, but it's like. I mean, I just remember that night in Doha in 2019. It was like this is the beginning of something. Yeah. Like this guy's gonna rip off like a bunch of golds in a row. So I hope he's back. I hope he's back. And he he has three years to get at least one more like moment. Right? Yeah, 2023 Olympics yeah. and then 2020. It's all health. Right yeah. in the beginning of his career, it was figuring out the rounds, the strategy, strategy, and yeah. like big meat racing. Now it's just all health yeah. at this point, and it's just. You have one little injury that cuts out your explosiveness, and like at this yeah. level, it's like you're out of the picture like that quickly. It's just, yeah. I hope he's. I hope he's back. I hope we get it. Um, Jordan says, "What does Flowtrack think of Omar McLeod's 2023 prospects?" So, the Jamaican men's high hurdles is tough to make, right? Now, yeah, like that is a that is a that is a tough tough. Group, you know, we always talk about the men's hundred in Jamaica, but men's high hurdles. Obviously, you have Hansel Parchment, who uh, Olympic champion. You had Rashid Broadbell. I'm pulling up the 2022 list right now. He did run 
13-17 last year, but then something happened. I think he got hurt in the final at Jamaica Trials. And then... Oh, I remember that, yeah. He finished last. There was a bunch of so questions about that. It's there. Like, the skill is there. The question... It's going to be health, right? Yeah. So, Broadbell I think a healthy Omar still has at least two more years in him. Yeah. So, Broadbell 1299, Parchment 1308, and then McLeod 1317. That was 2022. Yeah. 2021, Levy was in there with 1306. I mean, Damian Thomas, LSU... Grad 1311. Like, they got, they have like five guys who are capable of putting it together. And two guys in particular in Broadbell and Parchment who seem to be in a, like, a position to challenge for gold, like right now. Like right now. So, yeah. Jamaican High Hurdling is in its golden era, I would say, right now. I mean, Orlando Bennett, 1318 last year. But Broadbell's the, the guy I wonder about, right? Young, broke 13, beat Grant Holloway. Pretty good resume. Uh, Jordan says he's back with the coach who made him world indoor, outdoor, and Olympic champion. We'll see. A lot of coaching changes, too. All right, let's leave it there. Anything we didn't get to, we'll save Friday because we think Friday's going to be a big show. But Friday, I don't think Friday's not going to be that big of a show. Friday's going to be an incredible show. Houston half preview. All those track Arkansas meet Arkansas invite preview. Yes. Clemson invite. Tune in for that Arkansas invite preview. Uh, Do we have any emails? Uh, one email telling us to stay on topic. <laughs> they must have not listened to my disclaimer, uh, the previous episodes. We got to send out some gift cards. Yeah. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, to the people who want it. So we'll get on that. Thanks to uh, Nico for producing and filling in. We sure appreciate it. Uh, for my co-host Gordon, I'm Kevin. Subscribe if you haven't yet to the Full Track Podcast. And like it. And subscribe. Hit that Again. notification bell. Just That's what the ding, kids are saying ding, these days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, email flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. We'll talk to you guys on Friday. Peace.